Greetings to all of you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm so glad uh, that we could meet again and uh, worship God. Thank God for the lovely worship. And at this time, today you should remember is the Pentecost Sunday, 50th day after the day of resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And uh, the message is going to be on the Holy Spirit. The term Pentecost comes from the Greek word meaning 50th, Pentecost Day. It refers to the festival celebrated on the 50th day after the Passover, also known as the Feast of Weeks or the Feast of Harvest. It happens exactly seven weeks after the Feast of First Fruits. In the Old Testament, the Feast of Pentecost uh, was widely celebrated. The Bible says in Exodus 23 and verse 16, it is called as Feast of Harvest. God instituted the feast in the Old Testament and all of them are a foreshadow of things to be fulfilled in Christ. And it was fulfilled. Feast of Weeks or Pentecost was the fourth of the seven feasts in the Bible. In the New Testament, this harvest was inaugurated on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit filled the disciples and 3,000 people accepted Jesus. They were swept into God's kingdom, the harvest of souls. And in the Old Testament, we find many mention of how the Holy Spirit came upon people, empowered people for specific tasks, for specific uh, programs or specific ministry. In the New Testament, because of the death, the burial and the resurrection of Jesus, today God the Father, God the Son and God the Holy Spirit are willing to dwell with us. That's a glorious blessing that God gives us. And in Luke chapter 24 and verse 49, Jesus said, I am going to send the promise of my Father. So wait here, stay here in Jerusalem together until you be clothed with power from on high. In King James Version, it says, endured with power from on high. It also means infused or steeped with power from on high. That's the meaning of it. You and I can be infused with the power from on high. You and I can be steeped in the power from on high, clothed with the power from on high. Acts chapter 1, verses 6 to 8. Luke records like this. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know the times or seasons which the father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Jesus tells them to stay in Jerusalem together to receive the promise of the Father. They want to know about the times and seasons, but Jesus said, no, it's not for you to know all that. But I want you to receive something, not just know, but receive something. And that's the power of God, the power of the Holy Spirit. Today, there are many people who question this and that about the Holy Spirit or about vague man-made doctrines and theological things 
but they miss out on the person of the Holy Spirit. He is a person, person of the Holy Spirit. And God has promised power for us to witness. The cold, frightened, arguing disciples were told to wait together and after getting filled with the Holy Spirit, they were transformed as bold witnesses for the Lord Jesus Christ. The promise of God for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit was recorded in the Old Testament many hundreds of years ago. Isaiah records it in 44 and verse 3. For I will pour out Isaiah 44 and verse 3. If you have your Bibles, you can turn and see. Or it's going to be displayed on the screen. For I will pour out water on the thirsty land and streams on the dry ground. I will pour out my spirit on your offspring and my blessings on your descendants. He wants to pour out his blessing, his spirit and his blessings. Offspring, who are the offspring? You and I are the offspring. We are the new Israel and God says, I will pour out my spirit and you and I are eligible to receive it. Look at that scripture, so beautiful. The same thing Joel records in chapter 2 and verse 28. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. Joel 2.28 He tells us, yes, God will pour out his spirit upon all of us. So you and I are an exciting time. You and I can receive this person of God, the Holy Spirit in our lives. And God promised to dwell in our midst. That's the beauty. Think of it. John the Baptist prophesied and said when he began his ministry in Matthew chapter 3 and verse 11. Matthew 3 and verse 11. I baptize you with water for repentance, but after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals are not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. When it happened, Peter was saying that it was fulfilled. And in his message, first message after the Pentecost, he tells in Acts 2 and verse 17, Acts 2 and verse 17, quoting Joel's prophecy. And he said, it shall come to pass in the last days, God says that I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. God promised to give his Holy Spirit and God gave his Holy Spirit to the disciples of Jesus to inaugurate his kingdom expansion through his apostles and disciples. My dear brother, my dear sister, on this Pentecost Sunday, I want you, if you have never received the Holy Spirit, to open your heart, prepare your heart to receive the person of God, the Holy Spirit into your hearts, into your lives. He will be with us. He will guide us. If you have already received the person of the Holy Spirit and if you are living a very cold life, not knowing what God's purposes are for you, you can connect with God's Holy Spirit again. You can connect with God and ask him to open his heavens and pour his blessings, spiritual blessings into your soul so that you could be a blessing. This morning, I wanted to share with you about the Holy Spirit under three headings. Yes, there are so many things I can teach and I'm sure scholars can teach and all of you know about 
God's Holy Spirit. But I just wanted to share with you on three important things that I felt that it will be needful for you and me as a community, as a church. First one, he equips us for service. John chapter 14 and verse 15. He said, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. And then he said, and I will pray the Father. You keep your commandments, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father. And he will give you another helper or advocate to help you and to be with you forever. The spirit of truth, the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. Just think of this. He's called as an advocate, and helper, a counselor, a friend. That's what Holy Spirit is. John chapter 14, verse 15. In NKJV, he said, If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he will abide with you forever. This is what the heart of God is. To be with us as an advocate, as an helper, as a counselor, as a friend. John chapter 16 and verse 7. Jesus said, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. And if, or if I do not go away, the advocate, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Advocate is a preferred word used to describe him. Most of the scholars prefer this. Because they say there, is, there was a cosmic trial during the life of Jesus. And after Jesus departed, this cosmic trial is handled by his followers, you and me. And now he stands with us in this cosmic trial as an advocate to guide us and to fight for us. What a beautiful person he is. An advocate in this cosmic trial. When you and I face some kind of court problems, people face court issues, they look out for a good advocate. For you and me, we have a heavenly advocate to be with us. John chapter 14, verse 25 to 31. I want to read this passage to you. I would be happy if this is placed, played on the screen. John chapter 14, verses 25 to 31. All this I have spoken while I am still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and, and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I don't give it to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Verse 28. You heard me say, I am going away and I am coming back to you. If you love me, you would be glad that I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. I have told you now before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe. I will not say much more to you, for the Prince of this world is coming, but he has no hold over me. But he comes so that the world may learn that I love the Father and do exactly what my Father has commanded me. In this passage, Verse 26 is important for you and me. Here it says, The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things 
and will remind you everything I have said to you. He equips us for service. He is an advocate who will stand with us, but also teach us all things that Jesus taught his disciples so that we can be effective witnesses in this world. The Spirit of God imparts God's word into our lives and impacts our lives with God's word so that we can be charged with passion to share the testimony of Jesus Christ. My dear brother, my dear sister, in this cosmic trial where evil is waging a fierce war against the good, God is reminding us that the advocate, the helper, the friend, the teacher will come along with us, empower us, teach us his words and help us to stand as a witness against the evil. We can be only on one side, either on the side of good or on the side of evil. If for good, then we have to speak the gospel message to the world that is waging war against the good. We cannot be passive. We cannot be passive. Passivity is neutrality and neutrality God hates. You and I can't be fence at us. And he said, if you are a fence at I will spew out, out of my mouth because you are neither cold nor hot. Revelation 3 verse 14 to 16. I want to read this passage to you. You can see that on the screen. If you have your Bibles, you can open it. Revelation chapter 3, verses 14 to 16. And unto the angel of the church of the Laodosians write, These things say the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works, the what? Neither cold nor hot. I would, the what? Word. Hot, hot or cold. Verse 16. So then, because of what? Lukewarm and neither cold or hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. The reason they are neither hot nor cold is given in verse 17, if you read that down further. Because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing. And know not that the word wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. Just think of it. The things that we have in this in life we possess, maybe a job, maybe a good house, a car, a good salary, there's a lot of comforts. And here God says, You are miserable, you are wretched, you are poor blind and naked. When? When I have everything in my life, God says, all the negative things we are actually are. Why? Because they were neither hot nor cold. Why they were neither hot nor cold? Because they were complacent. They were satisfied with what they had and they thought this is the blessing of God. So I don't need to progress further in my spiritual life. My dear brother, my dear sister, Come out, tell the Lord, Lord, I want to be hot for you. I want to burn for you. I want to live for you. I wanted to have your passion in my heart. I wanted to share the good news with others. 
I want to carry I want to buy new testaments uh, keep it in my handbag keep it in my car keep it in my bike when I go to a petrol bank maybe to a shop maybe to a hotel to the security to the waiter or to the manager we can share the word you can share the good news with the people with us and the bible tells us holy spirit will equip us for that service do you want to be equipped with the holy spirit do you want that do you want this transformation you have to ask him have a mind our eyes our heart our flesh and our spirits has to be in tune with god and only the holy spirit can transform all these our minds our eyes our heart our flesh and our spirits can be sanctified through the power of the holy spirit acts 1 and verse 8 again i bring to your remembrance jesus said you shall receive power after that the holy ghost has come upon you and he shall be witnesses unto me in both jerusalem and in all judea and samaria and rathmots parts of the earth holy spirit brings the fruit of the spirit love joy peace long suffering gentleness goodness faith meekness and self control these are things that holy spirit produces in us and then you then he equips us he will he will strengthen us with the gifts of the holy spirit the word of wisdom the word of knowledge the gift of faith the gift of healing the gift of work of miracles the gift of prophecy the discerning of spirits the diverse kinds of tongues and the interpretation of tongues as you and i need he will give us there are times when i had gone to preach into different areas and my interpreter i don't know the language it may be hindi or it may be their own language which they are speaking and even 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 uh, swahili in africa and when i'm preaching and when they interpreting i don't know their language even hindi even you uh, know other languages but when they make a mistake i'm able to stop and tell them no this is what i meant and then they will tell it again automatically the spirit of god will work we need it you and i need it today the world is in pain so many people are struggling they need one answer from god who are the people you and me we can look to god and tell him lord we want you a holy spirit we want you to equip us we want you to fill us use us fill us with the fruit of the spirit the gifts of the holy spirit there was a man who used to help his wife who was a preacher she used to preach and then pray for the sick people until the age of 40 plus he was doing this he would go gather sick people who need healing who needs deliverance what demon possessed who wants to be delivered he will go gather them and get them for the meeting and one day he was praying and saying lord i want this holy spirit i want you to fill me he cried out to god god filled him with the holy spirit after that the ministry changed and god began to take him all over the world and even today many of the preachers who have been used by god of late and even now they always say because of this man's ministry and this man's transformation and his teaching today 
we are able to be in this ministry uncle dinakar oral roberts so many people chris pano so many people confess to this and he is none other than smith pigglesworth yes a man who had passion for god a man who was filled with the spirit of god and god used him all over the world he will equip you for service the second one he equips us for sanctification that's very important first corinthians 2 and verse 9 we always quote only the first part and then leave it from verse 9 onwards i wanted to read verse 9 how as it is written i as not see no here heard what human mind has conceived the things god has prepared for those who love him and then we stop it and then we say lord do this i have not seen you do great things but verse 10 very clearly this word says these are the things god has revealed to us by the spirit yes my dear brother my dear sister god is not a person who's playing hide and seek with you he's hiding something he's like not a treasure hunt hiding something no god has revealed things to us in his word in his word i've always been pointing to the scriptures i want you to know it's the word and i read to you further from this uh, from this uh, verse uh, from first corinthians chapter 2 verse 10 onwards these things god has revealed to us by his spirit the spirit searcheth all things even the deep things of god for who knows a person's thought except their own spirit within them in the same way no one knows the thoughts of god except the spirit of god what we have received is not the spirit of the world but the spirit who is from god so that we may understand what god has freely given us this is what we speak beautiful he says not in words taught by us by human wisdom but in words taught by the spirit explaining spiritual realities with spiritual thought words the person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of god but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the spirit the person with the spirit makes judgments about all things but such a person is not subject to merely human judgments for who has known the mind of the lord so as to instruct him but we have the mind of christ here we see in this passage the spirit of god takes the things of god and teaches to you and me and when you and i learn the things of god from his word as the spirit teaches us there will be an inner transformation the spirit of god knows the mind of god that's what paul writes here and teaches us to be transformed so that we can also have the mind of christ think of it you and i can have the mind of christ what were we earlier ephesians 2 and verse 3 paul was saying among whom also you were once conducted yourselves in the lust of your flesh fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind we walked in the course of our mind and our fleshly desires that was a life before second corinthians 4:4 
he says the god of this world has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of god who is the image of god the god of this world has blinded their minds eye they cannot they cannot understand the gospel that was your condition and my condition our minds and our bodies were walking in the filth of this world our minds were blinded so that we don't understand the gospel of jesus christ that was our status before but now it is different paul says we have the mind of christ we can reach that stage the mind of christ do you want it are you complaining about your mind others are complaining what a mind you have why are you so mean minded why are you minded like this i want to tell you my dear brother my dear sister god will bring this transformation through the holy spirit romans 8 and verse 9 paul said now if anyone does not have the spirit of god he is none of us what a huge statement if we do not have the spirit of god yes when we accept christ the spirit of god comes and dwells in us good yes it is true but at the same time you and i have the have to have that infilling experience of the holy spirit you and i can have that sprout a man of god a great man of god who spoke so much on god's holiness and had passion for god he said god has invested his power in his word not in programs and strategies god has invested all his power in his word and god likes to take the word through the help of the holy spirit sanctify me sanctify you acts 20 and verse 32 paul was saying this as he was leaving the shows now i commit you to god and to the word of his grace which can build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified the sanctified word the holy spirit takes sanctifies me sanctifies you and gives us an inheritance with the saints holy spirit teaches us his word and sanctification happens it's an ongoing process it is not just over once it's an ongoing process the more you and i get sanctified the more we will become hungry for more sanctification why because you come to realize how much more sinful you are how much more sinful i am the more i read the word the more i preach pray preach i realize one thing i need more and more of god sanctifying holy spirit to sanctify me jesus said the holy spirit will bring to your remembrance all the words jesus has taught you and me yes he will take the words what jesus has given what the what the holy spirit has written here and when during the hours of temptation hours of trial hours of loneliness and tim and struggles the word will strengthen you and me first peter chapter 1 verses 1 and 2 i want you to read i want you to read it on the screen or in your bibles peter an apostle of jesus christ first peter chapter 1 peter an apostle of jesus christ to god's elect exiles scattered throughout the provinces of pontus Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia and Bithynia, who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father 
through the sanctifying work of the spirit to be obedient to Jesus Christ and sprinkled with his blood grace and be peace be yours in abundance think of it you and i are brought by the foreknowledge of Jesus Christ for God the father through the sanctifying work of the holy spirit through the sanctifying work of the holy spirit second corinthians 3:18 paul writing to corinthians who had so much of immorality and problems and groupisms and questions he says we are transformed into his image with ever increasing glory which comes from the lord who is the spirit we are transformed into ever increasing glory can we check our hearts is there an ever increasing glory happening inside us through the spirit today is a pentecost sunday you can receive him on one side on the other side those who have already received him you can commit yourselves we can commit ourselves lord i want to see this ever increasing glory that comes only from you have a great one great pastor said three things are essential from our side to battle the forces of evil he said prayer number two sacrifice and third it is a sanctified life holy spirit is always available to put to death the deeds of our body he is there you can read ezekiel 36 and 23 here the bible says ezekiel writing i will show you the holiness of my great name which has been profane among the nation the name you are profane among them then the nations will know that i the lord declares the sovereign lord when i am proved holy through you before their eyes imagine they profaned the name of god among the nations and now they god is going to prove his holiness through them in the eyes of the people today god wants to do that how in if you continue to read from 24 uh, onwards uh, in verse 26 he says 25 he says uh, 26 i will give you a new heart and i put a new spirit in you and i will put my spirit in you and move, move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws and verse 29 i will save you from all your uncleanness this is what god can do he will put a spirit he will give us a new heart put a spirit from where we are profane the name of god god is telling his people through you my holiness will be revealed to the world god is waiting for you and me and the world is looking out for you and me are we following christ a father and son arrived in a small western town looking for a uncle whom they had never seen before suddenly the father pointing across to the road said there goes your uncle and immediately the son said daddy you have never seen we have never seen our uncle you have never seen his photograph and then you are telling here is your uncle how do you know he is your uncle and the father replied son this uncle is walking exactly like the way my father walked yes you and i can be known we are christians by the way we walk they will know jesus they will know we are christians sanctified life the spirit of god will work that in you and me first he will equip us for service second he will equip us for sanctification and he will equip us finally for a supernatural life
first john chapter 5 and verse 19 we know that we are children of god and that the whole world is under the control of the evil one look at the distinction john makes when i was reading this i was always quoting the second part the whole world lies in wickedness but the first part says we are children of god we are children of god either we can be children of god or we can live or live, live under the power of evil the world systems are under the control of evil evil is out to wage war against the people of god it is not easy to face the wicked schemes of the enemy the only aim is to destroy both the believers and the unbelievers that's the aim of the demonic forces second corinthians 2:11 paul writing to a church that had problems he said we are not ignorant of his devices and he wrote that in context of forgiveness people were not forgiving and he said if you cannot forgive you are you are giving place to the devil let's not be ignorant of his devices he will take advantage and then in ephesians 2 and verse 26 he said be angry and sin not do not let the sun set upon your anger and do not give devil a foothold yes he says keeping anger or forgiveness in our heart can cause us to give devil a foothold over our lives and this can happen unforgiveness can happen any time anger can come and it can dwell in us for a long time and what are we doing by giving place to the devil and if you and i don't have the spirit of god inside us you know sensitive working in us we will definitely not be bothered about these sins unforgiveness and also this anger and short temperedness so we need the constant presence of the holy spirit and our connection with him will keep us in the love of god our connection with him through prayers or through seeking through studying a word meditation singing and praising and worshiping god i'll tell you the bible says that we can get connected to god keep ourselves in the love of god jude 1 and verse 20 this is what he wrote but you dear friends by building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the holy spirit keep yourself in god's love as you wait for the mercy of our lord jesus christ bring you to eternal life verse 20 and 21 jude is saying praying in the holy spirit keeping yourself in the love of god yes the spirit of god the connection with the spirit of god can keep us in the love of god and when we have the love of god i'll tell you you and i will be able to not allow the devil to come close to us we will live in the supernatural ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12 paul writing said for our struggle is not against flesh and blood it's a struggle please understand it's a struggle christian life is a struggle it's a struggle it's not against flesh and blood but against the rulers against the authorities against the powers of the dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms he plots the demonic plots are downfall continuously other types of temptation he brings subtly to entangle us and destroy us you and i have to be alert in this warfare you and i can't be just complacent i told you initially you can't be you and i can't, can't be fencers you can't say that this is not my job no these scriptures are for you and me not just for pastors and for some evangelists it's for you and me Satan planned the downfall of Jesus but he could not succeed against him because of the supernatural anointing that was upon Jesus. Isaiah 61 and verse 1 Isaiah prophesies 
about Jesus and the spirit of the Lord is upon me, the messianic prophecy, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach the good tidings unto the meek. He had sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. And Jesus, when he started his ministry, he said in Luke 4 and verse 18, the same scripture he quoted, and he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He had sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty them that are bound, that are bruised. And the Bible says in Luke 10 and verse 19, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Power for those disciples. They weren't highly educated, qualified. They never went to a Bible college like you and me, some of you, and uh, like me. But Jesus saying, I am depositing this power inside you. Why? Why? For a huge spiritual warfare, a supernatural power for a spiritual warfare. He was faithful to his word and gave them power to cast out demons. They came back so excitedly and said, Lord, the devils are subject to you. And John 20, 21 Jesus, after his resurrection, said, Peace be with you, as the Father had sent me, I am sending you, I am sending, peace be within you. Why peace? Because it's going to be a battle. You can trust me, I will be with you. That's what Jesus is meaning. I will take care, I'm sending you into this world. As the Father sent me with the anointing, I'm sending you with this anointing. Peace be with you. Remember, he told this to us, timid, backslidden believers, disciples, friend, if at all anything can come out of our lives, it is only because of his great love, rich mercy and the abundant grace. Great love, he saved you and me. Rich mercy, he did not punish you and me when we were in darkness. Abundant grace because he uses me and me, you and me in spite of us being us. I believe we, will, we must admire his love. And as we hold on to his love, we will be able to experience his power. Ephesians 2, 2, we were children of disobedience, but now it is different. From a victim to a victor, this is available for you and me. Baptism of the Holy Spirit. Yes, my dear brother, my dear sister, he will equip you for service. He will equip you for sanctification. He will equip you for a supernatural life. It is you and me who have to seek and receive. He said, everyone asks, who asks, receives. I want to give you three quick uh, short points and then I'm going to ask my uh, pastor, Pastor Sunny, to lead you into the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He can, he's going to pray so that he can uh, pray for you, give you some, some uh, instructions and pray for you. If you are not being filled with the Holy Spirit, this is the time for you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. If you have already filled, rededicate your life and say, yes, I want. Baptism of the Holy Spirit is with the evidence of speaking in an unknown tongue. The disciples spoke when the Spirit came upon them and whom they ministered to spoke in our own tongue when they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And remember Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 14, 14, 
Paul said if I pray I in an unknown tongue my spirit prays please understand it's not the holy spirit praying it is my spirit praying yes the holy spirit inspires me to pray but my understanding is unfruitful 1 Corinthians 14 14 Luke 11 13 there is a promise if you though being evil know how to good gifts unto your children how much more shall a heavenly father give the holy spirit to them that ask him he will give the holy spirit to them that ask him and he is essential for our spiritual growth and witness you can ask him acts 18 if you want to be a blessing you want to be a witness you can ask him 